Coming up this evening, live from New York City, Tesla, no longer the world's top-selling electric vehicle company. Who's at the top now, and how did they get there? In the wake of Roe v. Wade, a pro-life company takes a different course. Instead of paying for abortion travel expenses, it promises to cover expenses related to having a child. Climate activists caused a sticky situation at London's Royal Academy of Arts. It involves glue and a famous painting. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. Tesla can no longer be called the world's leading electric vehicle company. That's because Chinese conglomerate BYD has sold more electric vehicles in the first half of this year. BYD, by the way, stands for Build Your Dreams. NTD's Colin Fredrickson has more. Chinese conglomerate BYD has surpassed Tesla in electric vehicle sales, with 641,000 sold in the first half of this year, while Tesla has only sold 564,000. The reason for that is Chinese support, Chinese incentives, and getting people employed there and making sure that they buy the cars that support their economy. Lauren Fix is an automotive expert at Car Coach Reports. Fix says BYD is supported by the Chinese regime. It has to come down to components and parts and batteries. And if China's controlling the bulk of the supply issue as well as the microchips, they can supply and make the winners and the losers in this industry. BYD is a conglomerate based in Shenzhen, China, that makes everything from trains and buses to cars. It was founded in 1995 and is one of many electric vehicle producers in China, and Warren Buffett himself owns 7.7%. It's really hard to tell if BYD will continue to outsell Tesla. Uh, It's gaining momentum. It's got some good products out there. Uh, It, of course, did not have the COVID lockdowns in China that that Tesla did. Paul Eisenstein is the editor-in-chief at the DetroitBureau.com. Eisenstein says the bigger concern is that Tesla doesn't have many new products coming, while competitors across the world have many. It's still uncertain when we're going to get the Cybertruck. If they want to be competitive, they could offer more models, like uh, BYD does. Uh, Inexpensive model would be a a huge seller for them. Julia Morovchek is a regional manager at Driven, a company that provides in-person Tesla courses. She says BYD has copied designs from other automakers and is innovating with its battery technology. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. An uptick in COVID-19 cases in China is putting new regions on alert. The number of Chinese cities impacted by the zero-COVID policy has doubled in the last week. That's according to investment bank Nomura. Eleven cities have restricted residents' movement, up from five about a week ago. Nomura says the affected regions account for about 15 percent of China's GDP. Back here on Wall Street, stocks ended mixed today. The Dow lost 129 points, or five-tenths of a percent. The S&P added six points, or two-tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq rose 194 points, or one and three-quarters of a percent. Oil prices tumbled today on concerns that a possible global recession will dampen demand. WTI fell below $100 a barrel, Brent at about $103. While some companies say they'll pay travel expenses for out-of-state abortions, One insurance company in Texas responded to the overturning of Roe v. Wade with a pro-life message. 
Buffer Insurance went viral on social media for promising to cover expenses related to having a child. After Roe was overturned, the company said it would adjust its benefits to better support new parents. Specifically, it said it would provide paid maternity and paternity leave. It also said it would pay for the medical costs of giving birth or adopting a baby. Buffer Insurance is also reaching out to its own insurance clients. It's offering ready-to-use policies to companies so they can provide these benefits to their employees too. A new social media platform focusing on free speech and clean content just launched on Independence Day in New York. Entity's Tiffany Meyer was on the scene to see what that was about. There's a new company in Middletown, New York, and we're here at the opening ceremony. Genjing World is a new digital platform with an ambitious mission, and even the mayor is here. Let's take a look. providing a clean digital platform where people can browse videos and information free of concerns about what they see. Ganjing World literally translates to a clean world. It's just a breath of fresh air to know that this is good, clean content. The mayor of Middletown for over two decades was also in attendance at the grand opening. Bringing in these high-tech jobs, um, you know, the economic benefits for us are tremendous and the quality of people that come with it are also tremendous. So um, it's a win for our city, a win for our region. James Chiu is CEO of the new company Ganjing World. So on our platform, we promote free speech. We want people to deliver the messages they want it to deliver. As long as it's clean, it's pure and it's useful. Chiu says the firm uses AI technology, which can recognize improper content and eliminate it automatically. We want people to be able to stay with us and we want them to feel safe and we want them to bring their kids here because it's a safe and a clean place. Liam O'Neill is a father of three. He's also a spokesperson for the Falun Dafa Association in Middletown, New York. It's good clean content that helps character, that helps uh, development, uh, you know, gives good things to the imagination um, and uh, it's it's overdue, I think, and I, and I think it'll find a broad market everywhere around the world because everyone is talking about it and no one can do anything about it. But Ganjing World, what an ambitious project uh, and vision. It is trying to do something about it. O'Neill says many people are leaving New York City and a lot of them are moving to Orange County, New York. The city of Middletown and Orange County as a whole are one of the fastest growing regions, is one of the fastest growing regions in the United States. This company, Ganjing World, is equally vibrant um, with a very bold vision and I think it's a perfect match. As you can see, lots of excitement here on the ground and there's more to come. Ganjing World's English side is set to launch in one month, so keep an eye out. Tiffany Meyer, NTD News, New York. Travelers this summer should probably be prepared to carry their own luggage and go easy on housekeeping. That's because a large majority, in fact 97% of U.S. hotels say they're understaffed. That's according to a survey from the American Hotel and Lodging Association. And about half of 500 hotels polled last month said they are severely understaffed. The group says it's trying to fill 130,000 vacant spots nationwide. 
It says it's hoping to entice future employees with higher wages, more benefits and flexible hours. A law that virtually bans truckers that engage in independent contracting will go into effect this week in California. It's called the AB5 law. The law will impact some 70,000 independent truckers. Companies are affected too. Some businesses rely heavily on hiring independent contractors. This law could potentially put a huge number of people out of work. And here to talk to NTD's Don Ma about the law is the owner of a California-based trucking company. So here with us is Mike Kucharski. He's the owner of JKC Trucking Incorporated. Mike, good to have you. Thank you for having me on. So let's talk about the AB5 law in California. It's coming into effect in just a couple of days, affecting a lot of people, sending shockwaves to the trucking industry. I just want to get your first thoughts. How do you feel personally about this law? You mean, the AB5 ruling is, is going to be a catastrophic impact on all, the already fragile supply chain, uh, especially especially in California. It, what people don't understand, you know, trucking companies are forged from independent contractors, or, or another name, owner-operators. You know, uh, JKC was forged from my father starting as an owner-operator. He started with one truck as an independent contractor, grew. The state of California wants to categorize all the independent drivers as, 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 as Uber drivers, you know? They want to put them in the same category, and that's not the case. It's night and day difference. You just can't put them in there. And, and, and let's say you want to start a trucking company in California, it's going to be virtually impossible to, 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 to grow and become, become a bigger carrier. You know, before this ruling area came out, a lot of California, a lot of drivers have already left California. I don't blame them. And if they continue enforcing this, there's going to be more drivers leaving and there's going to be less trucks available. And, and the trucks that are available, or the prices are just going to go up. And it's going to, you know, who is going to affect? Me, you, the consumer, the American people. It's going to hit us right in the pocket. It's going to be even cause more issues. You know, I don't understand why the state of California is doing this. You know, you do, uh, my, my theory is you don't fix something that's not broken. Who does the law benefit? Uh, that's a great question. I would love to hear from the state of California or, or from somebody in the government saying who does it benefit because uh, it doesn't benefit the workers. It's going to only add to more issues that they have to deal with if they want to continue. If they want to continue, what options do they have? Um, they'll have to somehow become, uh, become an uh, employee and it just be like a regular worker. I mean, it's a little bit different in, in owner operators because they make a lot of money, but they have a lot of expenses. You know, you have to, they don't, they pay for everything. Fuel, insurance, breakdowns. You know, they don't get no vacation pay. So how about this? What's the point of being an employee if you don't get any of the benefits and more costs? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the company pays for the gas, don't they? I mean, they, they give you an advance for for the diesel correct but that's deducted out of your pay so and and uh, at the end of the year you're you're paying for everything they're just you know giving you money to operate i see i see well mike thanks for coming on again great to see you thank you for having me on if you want to live comfortably in san francisco you need a net worth of at least 1.7 million dollars this is according to a charles schwab survey of 750 locals this makes San Francisco the highest wealth threshold city in the U.S. New York City is in second place with 1.4 million. Southern California's third at 1.3 million. And Washington, D.C. is fourth at 1.1 million. 
People from San Francisco consider having a net worth of $5.1 million as wealthy, while Americans in general consider $2.2 million as wealthy. Another notable finding, 75% of San Franciscans say it's a key priority to use money to support causes they care about, while for all Americans, it sits at 69%. California Governor Gavin Newsom is airing ads telling Florida residents to move to his state. He bought $105,000 worth of spots on Fox News, and they started airing in the Sunshine State. Newsom, a Democrat, asks Floridians to either fight against Republican policies or just move to California. Climate activists in Europe keep protesting against the traditional energy industry. Today, some of them got into a sticky situation at London's National Gallery. They glued their hands to the frame of Da Vinci's Last Supper. That's after two activists targeted another painting yesterday. The protesters are part of the group Just Stop Oil. It's pushing for the British government to halt licenses for future oil and gas extraction. London police say some activists were arrested on suspicion of criminal damage and have been released on bail. Officials with the National Gallery say the painting from yesterday suffered minor damage from the protest and the issues have been dealt with. Europe's gas supply is coming under severe threat because of a strike in Norway and Russia's planned shutdown of Nord Stream 1. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. Norwegian offshore workers began a strike on Tuesday that will reduce oil and gas output. Workers are demanding higher wages to compensate for rising inflation. The strike could impact up to 60% of Norway's natural gas supply. And Norway has warned that gas exports to the UK could be completely shut off because of it. The strike comes at a critical time with Russia set to temporarily shut down the Nord Stream 1 pipeline for maintenance. It's the European Union's biggest link in the gas supply chain. There is the threat of a blockade of Nord Stream 1 as a whole from July 11th when regular maintenance work is scheduled. Norwegian operator Equinor has already initiated a shutdown of three fields in the North Sea as a result of a strike, the company said on Tuesday. The Norwegian Labor Ministry reiterated that it was following the conflict closely. It can intervene to stop a strike if there are any exceptional circumstances. It summoned both sides to a meeting on Tuesday. Sean Marshall, NTD News. The gas crisis in Germany is threatening many of the country's energy-demanding businesses. One German porcelain maker, especially, faces a fragile future due to rising energy costs. NTD's Andrew Thomas has the details. The gas crisis is particularly dire for German porcelain maker Kala. The 177-year-old business makes porcelain dishes for the retail market and hospitality industry. As a manufacturer dependent on gas for our production, we are very concerned because gas prices over the past 12 months rose dramatically. Resorting to electricity or photovoltaics is no option. Current bulk prices for gas for around 10 cents per kilowatt hour are down from 15 to 20 cents early in the year but they're still not commercially sustainable longer term. So we are talking about a fourfold price right now. But in the past, the price was sometimes eight or ten times that figure. This quite simply means that at that level, a lot of companies will no longer be able to produce in Germany. 
Germany's energy-hungry sectors, including chemicals, metals, paper, ceramics, and porcelain, are in turmoil. After the country last week triggered the alarm stage of its emergency gas plan in response to falling Russian supplies. Kala's yearly energy consumption is around 28 million kilowatt hours. That's a dimension where there is no way to just find an alternative. It's unimaginable. At the end of the day, our only alternative is to say we will no longer produce. Moving elsewhere is no option for me. Russian gas producer Gazprom said earlier in June capacity through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline would be cut to just 40 percent due to the delayed return of equipment under maintenance. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. Zimbabwe's central bank says it'll start selling gold coins this month. The move aims to tame runaway inflation, which has weakened the local currency. Yesterday, the central bank said the coins would be priced based on the international price of gold and the cost of production. The bank said the coin can be converted into cash and traded locally and internationally. Gold coins are used internationally by investors to hedge against inflation and wars. In Zimbabwe, annual inflation hit almost 192 percent in June. Last week, the country more than doubled its interest rates to 200 percent. It also outlined plans to make the U.S. dollar legal tender for the next five years. The new gold coin will be available starting July 25th. Still to come, having problems with your new 2022 vehicle? A new report says you're not alone. It was the worst year for new car quality. Movie theater chain AMC brings back an old summer favorite, offering bargains for the next few months. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. Film buffs have a new reason to see more movies over the next few months. AMC Theaters is now offering $5 discount Tuesdays. Tickets will be just $5 plus tax for all members of the AMC Stubbs program, which is free to join. Discount Tuesdays have already begun and runs through the end of October. To sweeten the deal, AMC also has popcorn and drink specials set for Tuesday. Subway's menu has gotten a redo. It marks the sub sandwich chain's largest makeover in decades. Subway now offers customers 12 sandwiches, called the Subway Series. These are split into four categories, cheesesteaks, chicken, clubs, and Italianos. Any of the items can be made with bread, wrap, or on a bed of lettuce. Analysts say streamlining the sandwiches should move the customer lines along faster. Having a new car doesn't necessarily mean you'll have less car trouble. J.D. Power reports people had more problems in the first 90 days of having a new vehicle than ever before. The Consumer Insights Group surveyed more than 84,000 people who had bought or leased a Model 2022 vehicle. 11% reported more issues than in 2021. That's a big jump. 
A J.D. Power executive said the highest increase in the last 36 years was 3 percent. He said with supply chain challenges and record high prices, it's somewhat surprising initial quality didn't fall even more. A company in California is rolling out an unusual hypercar. What makes it unique? Well, it was designed by artificial intelligence software. Let's take a look. The CEO of Zinger Vehicles, Kevin Zinger, says the company's new Zinger 21C hypercar is a glimpse of the future of manufacturing. The car was designed using an artificial intelligence software. I went about form-following function and creating the ultimate uh, powertrain architecture and the ultimate design seating architecture, combining it into one vehicle and then using human creativity and design and engineering connected to an AI-driven machine to create a form-follows-function design and vehicle that would shatter all records and actually have a purpose for existing as a hypercar. The hybrid supercar has a top speed of more than 250 miles per hour and can get from zero to 60 miles per hour in less than two seconds. Much of its structure is computer-optimized and 3D-printed, but still looks organic. So ground-up structures design, but using a new software system. No one in the industry is using our software. No one is able to materialize the parts that come out of our software. So not only do you need to be able to design this complex geometry, which is AI-driven, but then you need a method of manufacturing where you can actually materialize this complex of design. The co-founder of the company says the vehicle captures a historic moment, which marks a new way of making and designing products. So going from typical design, casting sheet metal, to generative design and additive manufacturing. And this vehicle captures that transition in time. But five, 10 years from now, we're gonna see most of automotive using these processes to design all cars, including the cars that we would drive every day on the street. Despite breaking track records at the Circuit of the Americas and Laguna Seca, the 21C is a completely drivable streetcar. Zinger says the company is focused on high-performance vehicles, but he also revealed plans to unveil a four-seater volume production car in California this August. Some in Libya are returning to an old basket-making tradition to make a living as the country struggles economically. NTD's Andrew Thomas has more. Mohammed al-Shabani threads fronds of halfa vines to create intricate handmade baskets and other housewares. It's his passion and long-preserved family business in Libya. It is definitely a difficult craft because it depends on braids with specific numbers. It requires a lot of effort. Our hands became stronger because of it. It needs strong hands. You need to train. It is really a difficult job. The 52-year-old craftsman collects the halfa herb from the mountains of Masalada in northwestern Libya and uses it to create baskets with different shapes and sizes, which once were used in traditional Libyan households. We are modernizing this industry. We brought it back so it doesn't die. We need to keep it. Lutfaya is a mother of seven. She traveled nearly 400 miles to an exhibition to showcase her work. 
We make dishes and baskets out of these fronds. We inherited this craft. I learned it from childhood. A girl learns this craft when she is as young as seven years old. It was considered an important source of income for families in the old times, and recently people have started it again due to the economic conditions. The centuries-old industry used to be a main income for many Libyans, and some Libyans are currently drawn to the business as economic conditions worsen in the war-torn country. One basket can take hours to make, and a basket is sold for $4 on average. Andrew Thomas. NTD News. If you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at ntd.com. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can still catch NTD Evening News with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter, too. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow.